Retro Rebel Gamecast is brought to you by TempleGeek.com, your one-stop shop for all things geek. You can find all our episodes and fulfill your sci-fi, fantasy, and geek culture-related needs at TempleOfGeek.com. Welcome to the Retro Rebel Gamecast, where we discuss gaming and related topics. Retro Rebel is released Fridays, and you can find this episode and much more by heading to templeofgeek.com or wherever you download your favorite podcast. You can even find us on Facebook and Instagram at Retro Rebel Podcast for exclusive content and to see what else we're up to. My name is Amanda, and today I'm joined by special repeat guest host, Tom. Thanks for coming back, Tom. Do you know when you say repeat guest host? That's right. Can I just say? Yes, sir. Do you mean hostage? <laughs> I mean, you're not in my basement, but you are doing this probably against your will. Let's just let's just keep that in mind. That's a GoFundMe <laughs> page that we tried starting from our fridge didn't take off very well. <laughs> no, it didn't. Unfortunately, no. not. <laughs> I'm actually quite disappointed with your Metro Rebel fan base. I'm so I, sorry. I'm, I'm wasting away. Well, listen. Maybe maybe they will uh, help you get out of your hostage situation by commenting mm-hmm. and liking. I found you this know. on the floor, luckily. <laughs> Stop. You if it wasn't for finding stuff on the floor, whatever my dog brings in, I'd probably <laughs> be dead by now. Thank you very much. You joker. Uh, well, thank you for being here, regardless of the circumstances. Today, we're going to be talking about the best FPSs of all time. And that is quite a big uh, statement That's to right. make. Oh. Yeah. In fact, the list that we're basing it on is actually a Den of Geek list that is titled The Best FPS Games Ever Made. And I think that is quite a title. <laughs> I mean, I realize they're similar. It is a bold statement. But before we get into the main topic, let's just have a quick chat about what we're playing. Um, Tom, you mentioned that you've been playing Elden Ring and you talked about a boss fight you've been playing recently. How's that going? talked about more like I was whinging about um, yeah I've kind of uh, so if anyone knows anything about Elden Ring it's, an incredible, it's you need patience you, you need patience and you need and unfortunately you do need something called skill um, <laughs> I'm not I haven't got abundance of either so I'm struggling at the moment I've got to this boss where they're called if I get the name right it's called the God Skin Duo. Now, it sounds odd, but one of them's quite a, a, a large, looks like a friendly fella, but he's not. And he's got like, you know, he's got like a, um, uh, he's got like a sword, like those Perrier people. Right. Like a rapier? Yeah, a rapier. That's, he's got one of those, right? And he's, you know, he's like, da, 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 like fucking doing all sorts, right? <laughs> and then his his counterpart is, is like a snake. No, he's like a plasticine Skinny geezer. He's a skinny tall geezer. But he, he contorts his body like um, all over the fucking screen. And then um, he does... Um, he's got like a scythe kind of thing. Right. Listen, either which way. The reason why I've stopped playing it is because those two were stressing the hell me out. So I stopped it. Uh, I was carrying, because you carry like your currency. Like, you know, like um, in EverQuest and like Diablo and stuff, you drop your gold and stuff. Yeah. Well... They have the their currency is called runes, and you only get them from like um, either completing quests or killing some of the NPCs. But you don't get many runes. I was carrying like forty thousand runes. Now it doesn't sound like a lot, but it, it is. That does sound like a lot. <laughs> right, but it takes a lot of time to get there, and I got killed. And then the only way I'm going to get them back is by going back into the instance and collecting my body slash. and then trying not to die again fighting the bosses right can you run out of their aggro range once once you're in the instance you are locked into the instance you can't just run out because you're in combat oh my god so you either defeat them or don't sounds like it's time for (laughs) walkthroughs do you know what all the rock the the walkthroughs are are done by like no disrespect to anyone, but like they're done by like highly skilled Korean people that have been playing it for, like for ages, and um, 
when you get a Neanderthal like me who's just used to playing Witcher and actually not rolling or diving anywhere out there, you know, doing any sort of tucks and rolls, it kind of a tank kind of struggle. But still, visually, a, visually a stunning game, very right. like um, it's cinematic most of it. The some of the um, the dialogue is shit. But I just think it, it maybe it doesn't translate very well or something. I don't know. When whoever was doing the writing for the dialogue just didn't understand that people don't really respond very well to nonsensical sentences. <laughs> you know? So like, this, like some of the dialogue is like, um, do you remember that old Mo- this the the Mortal Kombat uh, Annihilation movie they did? Yeah. Where Sindel says like, "Too bad you will die." <laughs> like. Like, the dialogue's that. almost that bad. It's like... You know what, though? I have such a soft spot for all the stupid Mortal Kombat movies. They just came out at the right time in my childhood, and I ate them up. I ate them up. Like, <laughs> but now I get those, it. That nonsensical talk where, like, the, the antagonist would be saying to it, like... Oh, sorry, the uh, protagonist would be like, oh, we've got to go and save the... from this person. And then the bad guy will turn up and goes, too bad you won't save anyone. And it's like, yeah, we know that because it's just <laughs> it's just difficult to follow. That's all I'm saying. Amazing. I love it. <laughs> well, I, um, I very recently played Blood on the Clock Tower online, which is a social deduction game like Werewolf, which I play every week. Um, but it has the benefit that nobody gets kicked out early. So even if you die in the game, you still get a, one vote as a ghost and you can still talk normally in commune with the living villagers as a in ghost. Order to, yeah as a ghost yeah um in order to try to find the demon and expel him from the village so it's really really similar to werewolf it's pretty it's pretty interesting concept i will say that um it probably plays a bit better in person and with like smaller numbers of people we had 20 people in a game that's an awful lot of people there was a lot of downtime um, but I think in person, like it's very much a story experience. Like the person who runs the game is called the storyteller and tries to like work in the different roles and, and make it more of a narrative. And it was pretty interesting, something different. It's, yeah. it's not a video game. Of course it is a, um, board game experience, which I played online. Um, well, the, but, just asked, the question to ask you, did you enjoy it? Yeah, listen, I enjoyed it. I thought it was fun. Yeah, so yeah but that does bring us to our main topic which is the 25 best fps games of all time or that have ever been sold which i just love that title um from our uh friendly rivals the den of geek um it's a curated list so they've actually come up with this um and so it's not user generated or based on votes or based on review scores this is actually somebody who hopefully loves games sitting down and thinking about this. So today we're going to look at how their choices stack up against what we think. We're going to do the first 15 and then next week we'll do the top 10. So that gives us time to not rush through and really look at each one of these games and evaluate them. So are you ready to get started? Please disregard that yawn. I've finished work. It wasn't the fact that you just told me about this list. I'm just tired. Hence why I've got the old. The old coffee. The old wake-up nectar. The wake-up nectar. All right, brilliant. So let's kick it off with a game that I know something about, but maybe you don't. It's a game called Super Hot. And when it was advertised, there was, like, quite a pulsing um, video that was just, like, white and red, and it went super hot, super hot. It was very German. (laughs) And um, basically, (laughs) this is the slowest FPS you would ever play. You, if you stand still, nothing happens. Nothing moves. It's Wait, actually the, uh, tactical. Is this the VR one? So they have it in VR, but they also have it, um, I think they have it for standard, and I know they have a board game of it as well. So basically, yeah, there are enemies like in a white room, right? And you need to shoot the enemies, um, but you need to slow down enough to make sure that you're not being taken unawares and stuff and like properly evaluate the direction other enemies are coming from and stuff. It's, it's really quite a challenging looking game. Now I have not played it, nor have I played the board game version because someone brought the board game version to our last meetup and it started a fight. (laughs) 
So I mean, it's not a fight. Yeah, like they they all got upset at each other because apparently it took them two hours to just learn the basic rules. It's that difficult. Oh, I'll um, stay away from that then. Yeah, it's pretty challenging, but I can't imagine how this is a very unusual game, and I think it deserves a place on this list because when I think of some of the most groundbreaking FPSs, even though this game looks cubic and silly, like graphically, um, it had a completely unique concept that I don't think that we've ever really seen before outside of VATS and Fallout, which still isn't 100% stopped time. It is a little different. So I'm, I just remember the VR version of this. I don't know the board game or anything like that. The VR version wasn't actually that bad. I think it was one of the early release titles, if I'm not mistaken, 2013, 15 kind of time. I yeah, it was wrong. around then, yeah. Yeah, so like I think it was the when VR was just starting to like mold into where it is in the marketplace today. Right. You know. Um, mm. listen, I think it deserves its spot. It is the very last one on this list, so I think that's fair. It's not the best game ever, but it's very unique. So the next one on this list is Dusk from 2018. Oh, um and it it's uh sort of a homage to earlier FPS games. It's like um, a fast-paced, Doom-esque, like, labyrinth, find the keys situation. Um, no, um, something of the triad, Rays of the Triad, something? I haven't personally played it myself. Um, looking no, at the graphics know. here, it does look quite dated, so I imagine that it was, that's a stylistic choice. Oh, that's it. That's it. It was a. It's a direct remake of uh, Rise of the Triad. Right. Is that a game I've never yeah, heard of? It. Yeah. It's a, it's a, yeah. 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 It's a. It's a shooting game as well. Actually, it's pretty good. Um, it was like a talk. Was it a Tokyo kind of place? It was quite a de demonic kind of game, though, if I remember correctly. So I can I can see where they got the Doom element from it. Mm, it looks pretty messed up <laughs> in the in the screenshot. I think if you start off in hell. Possibly. Like, I mean, not, not as, hell, as all I don't think they directly call it hell per se. Yeah. It's like a it's like a hell esque landscape kind of thing, you know. And things aren't obviously quite right, and people are kind of fucked up and stuff. So. Yeah. yeah. It it is a. Uh... It's not it's not a remake of Rise of the Triad, but it is made by the guy who made that. So I'm assuming oh, maybe. It's okay. be it was listen, it was something I knew it was something to do with them, but I just can't remember if it was like a, a direct runoff or remake of it. Yeah. But if, um, listen, if it, if it is based off of Rise of the Triad, that was actually quite a good game, actually, so Yeah. Apparently it's like episodic and split into ten levels. With an additional secret level in each episode, okay. if you do the right things. Um, so, so if you like that sort of thing, I think it's pretty powerful. You know, um, a lot of people do like the, you know, find the secret cow level and all that other sort of stuff. So, I think I can see how there it is no cow level. Um, the next one, Metro twenty thirty three. I don't think that I played this. Uh, it says that it's derivative of Stalker Shadow of Chernobyl, um, which people who made Metro 2023 rather, worked on. Um, and it's an atmospheric pseudo-post-apocalyptic shooter from what I gather. Have you ever played it? I've not played this. I've played all the other Metro's like, side-scrollers and that one th um, over the camera shoulder shot one. But I don't think I've played this one. But I do. I'm aware of it per se. Right. So this, just this, looking this up to see. I wouldn't. I, I wouldn't have put it on the list to be fair. Well, just having a look to see like what people are saying about the game in general. Like it does have a solid nine out of ten on Steam out of fifty six thousand reviews. Um, I mean, I think that people really do love this game there is like an updated version so i don't know what the difference are between the original and the reader vision um 
but like some of the reviews are pretty funny. Like it's a game where a bunch of Russians use their Counter-Strike and vodka skills to survive in a post-apocalyptic world. That's from someone named Larry Chan on Steam. And I think it's hilarious. Like what a review. So maybe it's not taking itself too seriously. I'm not sure. I've not personally played it. Um, the first game on this list that I have personally played is number 22, Borderlands. Um, oh, now, this yeah. is Borderlands 2, but in my opinion, you could take both Borderlands and stick it in because they're very much much of a muchness. Um, yeah, excellent, fantastic co-op couch experience. Like, Do you remember the um, soundtrack to the, mute, the um, advert on TV? Yeah. Uh, Ain't no rest for the wicked. Yeah. That that's what it was actually that that got me into the game because I remember in the soundtrack thing that was absolutely kicking song. It and was so good. thinking of what game it was, and then I didn't play number one. I played number two first because of that yeah. song. I was like, oh, that's brilliant marketing right there because it caught me, and I was like, oh, what is it? And looked at it, it looked kind of fun. It was like a Fallout. Um, I, th- I thought it was like, because the graphics were quite unique, so it was quite cartoony. Oh, what do you call it? Do you remember a movie called Scanner Darkly? Yeah, it's very much like that. The Keanu Reeves film, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So, like, I thought, like, oh, brilliant, what a fantastic concept, like, brilliant, and I thought it was quite smooth, ca- uh, cartoony. And uh, there's one character, the, the crazy guy, who has the thing he does yeah. like that, or it is. I thought his character was quite good. And I remember seeing, like, there was a YouTube movie of him because he doesn't speak, he just like he's just crazy Pete or something. Babble, crazy. Yeah. So like, there's one way he's trying to explain to this woman like what he's saying, but it's a voice narrates what he's actually trying to say. Which, but all he hears is like, blah, 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 blah. and I just thought it was really quite amusing. So I remember playing number two. Didn't do very well at it though. I remember putting it down after a while because I think um, it wasn't because it was a bad gameplay. I think I just think I ran out of time to play it, so therefore I couldn't. I think it is a better of experience in like co-op than it is as a solo experience because sometimes it does get pretty challenging and you want like another person in order to help you i did like seeing like the damage and stuff go off i just found the counters yeah, like so cathartic when you had the numbers pop off over there yeah it was lovely that's a um, that's a throwback to world of warcraft apparently yeah i do i mean i always love that in world of warcraft as well i thought i don't know there was just a sense of satisfaction seeing the numbers when you see those crit numbers fucking boom at the top yeah boom, 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 boom. yeah it was good thinking, and you see a damage bar drop every time you do it you, you know what i mean um the next one on the list is number 21 far cry 2 now i would say for me maybe this isn't the best one in the list um which one's uh, Far Cry 2 again? I know, it's after Far, I know it's after Far Cry 1, but like... <laughs> <laughs> like before uh, Far, Far Cry, Cry 2, um, if I just look up... Um, Which is the one with the... Um, it's the, in the war-torn African state, stricken with malaria and forced to make deals with corrupt warlords. See, Far Cry no. 3, for me, was the best gun, one. That yeah, was the, that, was that the, the definition the of insanity guy. That's him, yeah. Sorry, I didn't know if it was this one or that one, but no, no, like I never listen. I, I I'm again not of it, and I, I can't offer an insight on this one. I'm not a fountain of all Far Cry, so I can't uh, I, I can't offer much on this. So I will uh, respectfully pass. And uh, I love it. So with this one, um, I think the reason why they've put Far Cry Two is because this was such an unusual move in the FPS genre to have like an open world sort of uh, meandering experience. Whereas most FPSs were more or less on rails at the time that this came out. So I think maybe that's why they put Far Cry 2. Although I have to say Far Cry 3 has a much more memorable character and Far Cry 5 has a much more compelling story. So I don't know, maybe they're just putting it because it's the first one that really made waves with an open world. Yeah, absolutely. I didn't know it went as high as five. Yeah, just came out. I wonder if there's any more Far Cry's on this list then. Because if you're saying that Far Cry 2 is here, then Far Cry 3 must be higher up, no? Hopefully. I I haven't looked that far. I'm trying not to cheat. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, but maybe they're just picking one from each thingy. Like, possibly, possibly. I, I mean, I could give it a quick scan. Like, yeah. No, I don't think they're doing that. Oh, okay. Yeah, I, I, I think they have picked just one. I don't see anything else further yeah. up. So. 
I've got a few expectations of this list then because there's a few solid games out there that like really need to be on this list. And if <laughs> I see one of the lesser ones on there, I'm gonna be like, why? It's funny. So um, the number twenty on the list is Wolfenstein Two: The New Colossus. Oh my god, that's uh, an amazing game. Yeah, it I is. Shit out of that. All the Wolfenstein's I've played them all, literally all of them, even the add-ons. Like that is an amazing game. Like, but Wolfenstein is this, is this the two thousand thirteen? But you know, is this the two thousand thirteen, the new one? No, this is Wolfenstein two. This is the one that came after the New Order, if I'm not mistaken. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. It was New Order. And then Belaskovitz. So this is uh twenty seventeen. The new oh, New okay. Colossus came out. Listen. Do you know what? I actually don't mind this one being on the list if it's just the only one of its category on there. Like, it if you can't like have the new is, order yeah. on there, but you got this one, I'm okay with that because the second one to me kicked it up a gear. Because after the first one finished, the way it ended, it yeah. left a lot of unanswered questions, which were absolutely answered and put correctly in number two. I do love that the person who wrote this article for Den of Geek said, Wolfenstein 2 is the greatest tribute to excess this side of a cocaine party on 80s Wall Street. What a statement. What a (laughs) He's like, just when you think you've seen the most shocking thing this game will do, it finds it a way to up the ante time and time again. And I think that, listen, it was it was very gory. It was very bloody. Just for me, I like New Order maybe a little bit more. Um, but I I believe I've played both of them. Um, I think I'm not you like New Order because maybe they did the foundations. Yeah, maybe. Mm. No, listen, number two is colossal, uh, fantastic. Number three, though, with the with his... Oh, spoiler. Okay. Spoiler alert, if anyone's... Yeah. Doesn't want to hear this. Just close your ears for about five seconds. In number three, his two twin daughters that don't look like each other, by the way. I don't yeah, know how they the twin daughters. They look nothing alike. Yeah. Right. They're obvious, and he's a uh, he's like still around, but he's gone a little bit like ooh, a little bit. <laughs> oh, he's on the edge. Like oh, is he any crazy? Like I didn't find that half as fun as I did number two. Yeah, listen, I think um, I did play that one actually quite recently and I stopped playing it maybe about two hours in because it just wasn't it wasn't landing the same as me and like Mm -hmm. the same as the last ones. And I didn't really enjoy the slightly more childish take um, from like the, the perspectives of much more youthful you know, children, like, they're like, oh, yeah, this would make dad proud and stuff. I just really can't empathize with that at this point in my life. But, I mean, mean, it it was charming. If I had, like, daddy issues, I probably would like it. (laughs) Like, but I don't. (laughs) Like, oh, gee whiz, dad, I'm going to go and kill some Nazis. Some (laughs) Nazis. Nazis. Fair enough. Listen, Wolfenstein's a great series. I think for me, uh, I'm just generally approaching this list as, you know, what series they're putting it on there because I think you could really dispute between New Order and New Colossus. They're, like, both very good um, entries of the genre. Why aren't they putting, like, the originals on here? Um, I don't... I couldn't tell you. I couldn't tell you. There are some very fairly old games on here, so... I think maybe they just like that one more. Why would that be like a list of original first-person shooters that started a... Yeah. You know, a genre, so to speak. The genre. Um, genre. Number 19 is... Now, I've not played this at all. Team Fortress 2, have you played this? Yeah, fucking right, I did, yeah. It was on the orange box. You got it with Half-Life. It came as like a semi-demo at first, but it was just mainly Capture the Flag stuff. But uh, right. not capture, yeah, capture the flag or was it capture the base? Oh, whichever one it was. Oof. But amazing game, really funny. And then they started slowly introducing more characters. So, like when you first got it, you only had about four or five characters. And then later on, they started introducing like the medic and the pyro and uh, people like that. But I remember the uh, adverts that used to come on TV when I was sat there with my mum, and it would be um, meet the. Uh, meet the soldier or meet the the runner or something and it was just like little skits and I found them hilarious but obviously you know it was a 
as a game though, it was very good. It was very good, very addictive. Like you spent hours just trying to play and team up with people. Again, it was one of those games uh, at the time where like, um, oh no, you could like. So when you had Quake Arena, right? You had uh, an opportunity to have like car- uh, your friends play some of the characters on there, but then the others were played by NPCs. Right. Where Team Fortress had the opportunity to do where it was all character, all players. Without the NPCs, right? Total multiplayer, yeah. So like, yeah. So the only it was based off the multiplayer platform. You had to have five, sorry, four on one side and four on the other side, otherwise you wouldn't get a match. And I thought that was quite a bold statement to do without taking the uh, computer element out of it as well. You know, so you you've just designed a game which has to only function with four and four people playing. Wow. You know, I thought that was that was quite a bold thing to do. I think it worked, to be fair, because look what happens now. You get like Apex Legends and it, um, Fortnite, Fortnite and whatnot. Yeah, yeah. And, like other uh, What's the other one where like? Uh, I mean, like, Left for Dead would have been the yeah. the direct successor for the most part because it was it was restricted for four. Yeah, so um, like I think right. it was quite a bold thing to do during that time. Listen, I I haven't played it, but I do remember the adverts. I think. Because the characters look familiar. Black guy with one eye. Love it. Number 18 on this list. Now, neither of us have played this, so I'm just going to share the review from Den of Geek and why they put it on this list. Now, this is SWAT 4, and you haven't played that either, right? No, I haven't, no. So, um... So, Den of Geek says, What separates SWAT 4 from so many incredible tactical FPS games that came before and after? If I had to attribute this game's brilliness to any one thing, I would say level design. SWAT 4 uses somewhat unusual premise compared to other tactical FPS games as the basis for some truly creative missions that somehow make seemingly common environments more compelling than even some of the most elaborate fantasy worlds. From infiltrating a cult leader's camp to descending into the basement of a serial killer's home, SWAT 4 constantly finds new ways to use its incredible tactical gameplay to surprise you. That actually sounds hella fun. <laughs> Hell yeah, it does. Hell yeah. I think I've seen PewDiePie playing this, actually. It, I think, if I remember correctly, it was popular about maybe three years ago, three or four years ago. Was it? Yeah. I recognize the screenshots. And I, I think I remember seeing people like um, teabagging people on YouTube in this game. The models look familiar, uh, as they do. Teabagging, if I'm not mistaken, I'm, I'm sure, I don't know what the original game did teabagging, right? But I'm almost saying it was Halo. Yeah, I think it was, yeah. Yeah, I think it was Halo Combat Evolved that, that yeah. did teabagging. Yeah, yeah. And, Let's watch versus, uh, and now everyone does it. Yeah, then everyone started doing it. Because it's hilarious. <laughs> um, oh, yeah. So, Swap 4, I don't have much to say. If you played that game, please comment down below. Let us know what it's like or, you know, link us to some Twitch streams that are interesting with it. You know, I'm happy to learn more, but I've just never played it myself. Number 17 is the next one. This is The Operative. No one lives forever. I mean, this is 100% a James Bond-esque situation. Have you ever played this? Is this Goldeneye? No. Which one is this one? It's called The Operative. No one lives forever. Is it anything to do with James Bond? Um, It says that it has a permanent residence in licensing hell. So probably not. But it's probably so close that they almost got in trouble. Or have gotten in trouble. (laughs) When you said the title, I I, I have to admit, sorry, I phased out the first part of what you said. I only caught the last bit of the title and I thought, that sounds like a James Bond movie. Like, is that the movie? Yeah, it really does. But but no, it's not. It doesn't seem to actually be a licensed James Bond situation. It features a woman in a lovely white and orange, like shell suit, like jumpsuit, um, with a with a pistol, and um, it has stealth game elements. It's an FPS, and uh, it was regionally published by Fox Interactive for Windows, but then it was ported over to PS2 and Mac. Um, in 2002 so it's a it's a pretty old game it's it looks very much like grand theft auto had a baby with um goldeneye um and i've never played it so i can't i can't speak to how good it is but it's fairly high on the list 
So it's very high on the list. Yeah, I mean, it's number 17. And and think about it. This was 2000. Like, those graphics are not bad for 2000. We're thinking, like, what, GTA 3? What game? Not even. What game I hate to say this, right, but what game were you playing 22 years ago? Um, Not this. Uh, <laughs> I can tell you right now it wasn't this. I don't even know this game. 22 years ago? Have a look. Let's see. Um, Deus Ex for sure. The Sims, oh, Diablo. Yeah, yeah, I remember that. Counter Strike. These were all the that. games that came out in 2000. The Legend of Zelda: Majora's Mask. You were definitely playing oh, that. Tony Hawk's yeah, Pro Skater 2. I was playing that. Perfect Dark. I was playing that. Baldur's Gate 2 was playing that. Like, yeah. can you can you understand why I'm a bit confused? Right, because like, how is this on the list when you've just rattled off at least three or four good games of that same genre? Maybe I, maybe I'm being ignorant. I just don't know this game. They might be higher on the list. Um, remember, this is just FPSs. So if it's third person, it's not going to be on the list. And that's a really important clarification to make. Oh. Because yeah. it's not all shooters. It's just first person. Okay. Let's go for it. All right. Love it. Uh, which means, takes us to number 16, which of course is GoldenEye 007. So right after a spy one, we have arguably the better spy one, which is GoldenEye. And so I'm glad that it is in front, although it's not as far ahead as I think it should be because this game changed people's lives. Like the loading screen was so exciting. When you died, it was super exciting. Like this, was this game the was great. On the, um, was it on the N64? Um... It was, well, it was it, it was on the PC, but I am trying to remember it what had a, it had a split four screen on the same screen. Yeah, in Nintendo sixty four. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, and then if you picked, is it odd job? Or you picked some one of the characters. You couldn't shoot him because your gun couldn't go down, and you just end up shooting above his head. Amazing. There's one of it. Was one of the characters here that if you? It's not like a, it's not a cheat. It was just cheap. If you played as the uh, odd job or oddball or whatever his name was, because the way every NPC held their sorry every player held their gun, they mm -hmm. would shoot above him and he could shoot at you. So then it was like kind of cheating. And uh, yeah. wasn't it, was it there not a gun there as well? Like the golden gun was completely overpowered. I feel like I remember something about a golden gun, but I could be conflating a few games together. I've watched this played. I never I never had a Nintendo sixty four or a Wii. But I have seen this played thousands of times and distinctly remember the music and all the stuff that went with it. So I can see why people would have some nostalgia around this game. And I'm glad that it's higher than the one that knocked it off, like, you know, many years later. Well, I've never even heard of the other one, Detective, whatever it was. Listen, it looks it looks all right, though. For, for 2000, it looks all right. Mm. Um, number 15 next on the list battlefield bad company 2 so i have to say i do remember this if i'm remembering correctly the adverts on television there was like a smiley face with like a gunshot through its eye perhaps or through the middle of its head with like a trickle of blood coming down that was like the advert for bad company 2 um was this in and no 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 i think i think it might even be on the box art now that i think about it um, let me just have a look. Maybe I just hallucinated that, <laughs> which is also possible because I can't find it anywhere. Let me see if there are any it's images. Have like you ever played this game anyway? Ah, no, bad coming. Okay, so there's a, sorry, there's a grenade. I'm confusing the watch, watchman with, um. Watchman, yeah, which yeah. is, um. So this has a grenade face. with a smiley face pen on it. So when you pull right. the pin, it's got a smiley face on it. That I didn't hallucinate it. I was just sort of in my mind, Watchmen and it have sort of converged into a single memory. Um, this is an EA game. Came out in 2010. Um, like it, it was pretty popular at the time. I didn't, I didn't play it, but people are still playing it. You know, 10, 12 years on. Um, have you played this one at all? No, I'm at skip passwords. I, I I skipped this one. I wasn't a fan of any of the battlefields or anything like that. I don't know why, but they just didn't resonate with me in the slightest. I like because when it, I, a bit biased and a popular, uh, on a popular opinions, like I like my 
shooters to be like completely unrealistic. Like they've got to be in set in different alien lands. The guns yeah. have to be, you know, unique and things like that. When you've got things like Battlefield and Call of Duty, it's it's more like hyper realism or realism to how yeah. they should be. I'm not saying there's nothing wrong with that because obviously there's people that play that. But for me, I like the fantasy. Yeah. Well, I think what was so amazing about Battlefield, if I remember correctly, is that the environments were destructible. So, like, you know, when you shot through things or blew things up. It stayed like that, yeah. Yeah, and and I think that's quite interesting. But I'm sure, actually, I probably have played it, but all these sort of games could have blend together for me. And aside from the most recent version of Call of Duty that I played, I probably couldn't tell you the difference between one or another. Unfortunately, it's just not really something I get very excited about either. But it is a good game, so I think it's fine on the list. But for me, number 14 is where it's at. Halo 3, amazing game. Yeah. However, I'm just going to say, for me, Halo 2 was better. Do you know, well, like, the right... Evolved. Uh, so Halo 1 is the first one that's Halo Combat Evolved um, then Halo 2 is the second one then Halo 3 is the third one for me Halo 2 was the best one it was the one where I was like oh wow they've made this so much better whereas Halo 3 I was like oh, okay fun do you know like it didn't have the same and ever since I've played Halo it's number it's, 3 it's where you never... can play the Arbiter um so Halo 3 had like the forge mode and stuff. I don't re- I don't remember exactly the storyline. I think Halo 2 is where you got to be the arbiter if I remember correctly and control well, I him. I think you're right and uh, if I vaguely rem- I also remember like people being up in arms about something. But I can't what they were up They always get up in arms. But Halo 3, you had the Forge mode, so you could create your own environments and things like that. And I think Halo 3 was the first one where they had the confetti mode, where, like, the little grunts would go, yay, when you exploded them, Um, if I remember correctly. (laughs) But Halo 2, I distinctly remember the ranking system for ranked PvP was incredible. It was so accurate, and every time you won, it felt like such an achievement. Um, I I never felt that again from Halo. I never you know, so I think that's why it's really stuck with me. And to be honest, I haven't even finished Halo Five, and I don't care because it seemed quite boring. Like I I wasn't getting into the story at all, and I've deleted off the hard drive now because it's like fifty gigs, and I needed space for something else. So you know, it, and and I love Halo, I did, but I think once Bungie lost hold of Halo, the people that you know. Four, three, four industries, or whatever their name is, they just couldn't ever get the magic back, and the things that they were putting in place just weren't as fun as the stuff I remember from Halo Two. But listen, if people love Halo Three and that's what they remember, maybe I'm conflating some two things. It's possible for me that time in my life was sort of, you know, many years ago, and merge a little bit together. So I would say either of those are fine for me, but. Um, if I'm not mistaken, this is one of the only duplicates on the list. So we will we will see Halo again um, later on. Right. So from what I took away from Halo wasn't the um, wasn't the multiplayer. It was actually the campaign. I liked the campaign. I thought the campaign was really good and played it through. I thought it flushed out a lot of everything, and it introduced a few new uh, threats as well as from the obviously you had the flood which were the major oh, ones in the last one. The flood messed me up, man. Yeah, and then it, I think this one evolved into uh, the creators or the makers or something. There was another There was another enemy, even yeah. more powerful than the flood before, but they were a separate entity. You know what I mean? I just thought, oh, brilliant, it's opened up another chapter. And uh, that's what kept it fresh for me. But the actual uh, multiplayer, I, I just couldn't get involved with it because it was just... It wasn't for me. Like, it, it really wasn't for me. Like, I mean, it, we were doing big land parties and, like, bringing TVs over to other people's houses and shit. Do you know, like, because I was, like, 17, 18 around this time. And, like, this was, like, what we were doing with our evenings. It could be a generational thing, because obviously I'm a little bit older than you. So, like, when the when we started doing land parties for us, it was Doom. And it was Of course quake. it was, yeah. Yeah, do you know what I mean? It was Doom. It was Quake. Yeah, uh, it was Quake Two. Do you know what I mean? It was th- those were like, uh, you know, very rarely it was Quake Arena and things like this. Like actually, that came which that was a bit behind for us. And Alien versus Predator Two, they yeah. were our like 
um, parties kind of thing. So maybe that's another, that's a reason because I think that was the new generation of people playing first person shooters coming in to play them. And obviously, I, I just think it was so fun because like we'd play like two v two, right? And there'd be two of us on one TV in the living room, and then two of us on one TV in my high school boyfriend's room, and. Um, at the time, Jesse was really good at no scoping people from across a map. So he just he'd get the sniper rifle and it was over. He would just snipe his friend um, Jeff from like across the across the map. You just hear it go oh in the other room. <laughs> it was great, and he'd be like, "Jesse's got the sniper. We gotta get him." <laughs> it was great. It was good memories. But I think maybe it's a mix of nostalgia and just. Halo 1 and 2 sort of merging yeah, together for me into like a better entity than Halo 3 ever could have been. It's Listen, I think of anyone on this list as well. Like Same with the other ones that with the games we don't know about. It's whatever the connection I made with you. It doesn't matter what we actually think or the list actually says. Like Some of these list items, like they may be number one to some people and that's, mm. you know, that's good enough for them. This is only yeah. an opinionated list from Geek of whatever. What is it? Den of Geek. Den of Geeks. Yeah. You know what I mean? Whereas we're and, the temple of geek, a higher order, I would argue. <laughs> I think we're the Chinese knockoff, if you ask me, miss. <laughs> no. <laughs> so, um, moving on. So, number 13 is Titanfall 2. Now, I know you haven't played this game, but this is a lovely game. It's I'll about the relationship it between a boy and his mech. Yeah? And... This this robot mech has the most winningest personality. You just start to love him to death. Like he's selfless. The operator tries to get him killed all the time, but he's there to look out for you and keep you safe and tell you when enemies are coming. And like the the story is quite wholesome and adorable, despite it being quite a gritty, realistic first person shooter where you pilot a gigantic mech around and shoot shit. It's absolutely crazy how good the narrative was of that game. And I totally agree with the reviewer here. Titanfall 2 is a FPS that everyone slept on. If Titanfall 1 was a launch title for the Xbox One. So almost everyone got that one free. And they, like they weren't, they, I don't think anybody was that excited about it because um, Titanfall 1 maybe wasn't as evolved. It was more of a showcase of the technology of the Xbox One than it was a game in its own right. Whereas Titanfall 2, they made like a whole story and they fully realized the characters. And it, it was absolutely lovely. Like I I can't go I can't go on enough about how good this game is. It's definitely worth playing if you can get a copy of it. It's very cute. Do you think it should have been high on the list? I think 13 is like in fact, maybe 13's a little bit too high. Like, let's oh, be okay. honest, like Halo and Goldeneye and um, Far Cry, I mean, two, but for me, Far Cry 3, they would all be higher than this game. However, this game definitely should be on the list. Okay. okay. Maybe a little bit lower, but I, you know, I'm glad it's here. So I'm trying yeah, to reach yeah, yeah. into it. Um, number 12, and some people would argue that this isn't really a first person shooter, because there are other elements in it, but it is the original Bioshock, uh, the Would You Kindly, one of my favorite games of all time. Who would I you? That's not a shooter? Um, because you can do things that aren't necessarily shooting, like releasing bees and like. Uh, yes. Okay. Right. Okay. No, look. Okay. I get what they're trying to say, but I played this on keyboard and mouse. So, right, so the, the mechanics and the controls to me were like a shooter's mechanics and controls. Right. You still had the cursive in the middle, you still had to aim, you still had to, you know, do stuff. So for me, I was still I would class this as a shooter, easy end of the day. And it was only it was only a small percentage of the game. Like you did you didn't have to go the magical hand route. Mm -hmm. Do you know? Because that's like saying like any weapon that you picked up that wasn't a gun and used in a shooting game. Wasn't classed the whole game as a shooter. No. Yeah. Because I mean, now you, like in me, Halo, you've got a bloody energy sword. So therefore, yeah. like, well, that isn't part of the game then. Yeah. Listen, I, I think, like, that's a fair statement. I think because the magic element, like, you could play the entire game with melee and the, just the magic or just the magic alone. Maybe that's why. Or because it had um, 
RPG elements, like where you made a choice about the little sisters and things like that, but perhaps it could be more of an adventure. Yeah. Yeah, no, listen, it was a fantastic game, though. Like, again, visually for its time was like amazing like rapture underwater i didn't even realize i was underwater originally i thought i was in some sort of bloody space thing going on <laughs> like and the beginning opening scene was fantastic like you're surviving a ship what you think is a plane wreck and it's not that like, you see a plane tail there but it's not it's like you've actually come from the underground like yeah. you've actually come from the city and then yeah. you go to the lighthouse, you always... In, do you know what I mean? It was like, oh, what a mindfuck. Ah. Uh. <laughs> it was really good. And then you didn't realise you'd been manipulated until the last few segments. Mm. The entire game you've been manipulated. Yeah. It was so... Like, that, that part was so good. That still gets me. Like, I still get shivers. It was, it was would wild. Would you kindly? Would you kindly? I sometimes say it to see if people will notice, you know? <laughs> no, unless they're a geek. So the last one for today's um, episode, and we'll pick up this list um, next week, starting with number 10, but this is number 11, Quake 3 Arena. Now, I know you have some things to say about Quake 3. You've got to. I've played this for years. So the only two characters I ever played, not that there was anything wrong with the other characters, they all played the same, but it's not their skins. was the Doom Guy skin. I thought that was he was an amazing character. And Sarge. The only two ones I bother playing, and I remember the cinematic. The cinematic was amazing. It opens up with Sarge like trying to take on a whole like battalion of people that you don't really identify, but you don't see them either. And uh, the music as well, the, the dun, 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 very techno. Like I can't even exp- I can't even do it. It was it was just so like upbeat and like absolute badass. And then they brought Ranger in. Then they brought uh, oh. Razor and all these other guys and everything else and like the platforming from jumping and rocket jumping because like rocket jumping would only been discovered in Quake 1 or 2 one of the, whichever one was and then they really did the mechanics really proud on number 3 and then they had bouncing pads and all sorts and you, if you were really skilled like my brother was he could like time the rocket to intercept you during your um, jumps and Messed he was a up. nightmare for it Absolutely. and the rail gun <laughs> The railgun was a phenomenal weapon. That was the first time I ever really encountered it uh, properly. And you, you did some skill with that. And um, and Gibbs, that's what you, when you get popped, you get called like Gibbs. And it was just, it was a really amazing game. They did an add-on for it as well. What was the add-on called? It was black versus blue or something, or black and blue. or And you had, you had uh, three extra maps or a couple of extra maps. And you had lots more, was it Quick the Team Arena? I think it was, or Team something. Team. Team Arena? Oh, well, anyway, who cares? But they had an, um, they had these rock hard NPCs. They used to be called uh, Reaper Bots, right? The reason why they were called Reaper Bots is because someone did a program to fight uh, like an NPC ro- like bot, but they made it incredibly accurate, incredibly hard, oh, quite wow. robust and everything, you know. And then when they did Team Arena, they used the Reaper bots as their base platform to make the uh, NPC more difficult to fight. So it wasn't oh, like wow. very easy. It was actually right. quite, it was, it was bloody absolutely ingenious. What an amazing game. Wow. Yeah. I think they've done, a, wait, have they done another one? I'm doing another one. I, I think they one. did one since then. I think they have, you know. Because I've I swear I've seen this this terrible I swear I've seen this logo recently. <laughs> Arena for for Quake just in general. Let me just have a look and see. I think doing another one. one, like a super recent one. Yeah. Let's just have a quick gander. And see when the most recent one was made. Uh, I know people are still playing it now. They still play Quick the Arena. That actually, that if you type in newest Quake, I think you'll find information about earthquakes. <laughs> That's not what I wanted. Um, Quake Two from twenty nineteen. Hmm. And Quake Champions 2017. Let's have a look at Quake 2019. 
Quake Champion sounds familiar. It is Quake Two is a ray traced reimagining of the original classic. So they've re released. That's why I've seen it recently. They've re released Quake Two in more high def. Quake Champions mm-hmm. is a um, arena shooter, and it's on the PC. Free to play, actually. So you could give it another go if you wanted to. Oh, yeah. um, but that is the end of this part of the list. And we're just coming up to an hour. So any final thoughts on this 25 to 11 segment of FPS shooters? Any fairly happy with where we've gotten to? Big expectations yeah. on the top 10? Listen, there's a few thoughts there, but I, obviously I don't know. I'm, I'm just blind guessing what's ahead, right? So I, I would expect to see things like Doom on there somewhere. Uh, the original Wolfensteins, maybe. Alien vs. Predator 2, not necessarily 1, because number 2 was more evolved from number 1. And like, um, oh, bloody hell, Lords. Uh, oh, what's that? The Crisis? Oh, yeah. Mm. Yeah, because, like, um, and Crisis 1, 2, and 3, like, most people would balance their PCs on that to think if they've got a good graphics card because the 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 detail in that was, like, could it run Crisis? Could it run this? And Fear. And, right. Oh, there's loads of other games. Rage. Like, I can't even list them all. Like, where are them? Well, I have some concerns for next week's episode as I've just peeked at the list ahead, but... We'll leave it there. Uh, we, will, <laughs> we will pick up next week with the top 10 and then probably some of Tom's honorable mentions because I don't think he's going to be satisfied with this. If, if, this. if this next part of the list is some old bullshit where it's like a game from the 1980s or 1990s, the very first, forever, oh, I don't care. Give me that good stuff. I don't need this Billy bullshit stuff. Like, Where's the, where's the meat? You're just giving me the sauce. Well, Give hopefully, me the I'm a cannibal. You know what I mean? Oh, hopefully, we'll find the beef next episode. Yeah, yeah. we best do. <laughs> and where's my GoFundMe page? What the hell with my fridge? I want my fridge sorted. Like Temple of Geek, get on it. Nope, no GoFundMe pages. Sorry, uh, that is- wrests up this episode of Temple of Retro Rumble Gamecast, sponsored by Temple of Geek. I do want to thank Tom. For this week's discussion, all the notes from this episode will be posted to our site, templeofgeek.com, and we will follow up next week to finish this list, so please tune in next week. If you want to add to the discussion on what we've talked about so far or reach out with questions, sound off in the comments or email us at retrorebel at templeofgeek.com. And if you like what you hear, head over to wherever you download your podcast and subscribe so you get each episode as it's released, especially next week's, and rate us because that really helps our show. Until the next time, we'll see you later. Mm-hmm. Thank you.